Hello, Spookies. Christina here. I just want to warn everyone, my audio is terrible for this episode. Not sure what happened. Unfortunately, I did not record a backup. So um, feel free to skip my parts because uh, MJ's story and our guest stories, they're really good. So um, if not, just, you know, thank you for putting up with my terrible audio and we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Little creatures that terrify many. These are tales of duendes. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos, y más. This is Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen, at your own risk. Hi everyone, this is Christina. And this is MJ. And welcome to another episode of A Spooky Tales. Today, I am very excited. We have an awesome guest and an awesome topic. Um, we're talking about duendes. And our guest has an awesome TikTok, a great podcast, and an awesome YouTube page. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, Christina. Hey, hey MJ. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for the invite. Um, definitely, it's a... It's definitely an honor to be on the podcast. And um, yeah, so my name is Kozik Migi. What I do is I talk about the unknown. So that could be anything spooky related or mystery, anything mysterious related. And you can find me on the TikTok and YouTube channel. Yes, and we'll have those links on our show notes as well. Before we get started, I do have some listener stories. There's more than usual. So our first listener story, and again, if you have any stories for us, they don't have to be about duendes, they can be about anything, you can send them into spookytales at gmail.com or um, DM us on any of our socials. You can also go to our website and leave a voicemail, which nobody has done, so (laughs) I don't blame anyone, though. (laughs) No, I was like, uh, um, I was going to leave a voicemail for uh, the guys that expanded perspectives, and I was like... Hmm, better not. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a podcast, so you should be fine doing that, you would think. <laughs> yeah, but are they going to edit my mess ups like you are? I don't think so. They're going to be like, hmm, we're going to leave this in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to our first story. So this person uh, said, Huasca de Ocampo, Hidalgo, Mexico, is a neighboring town to the one I am from that is very known for having duendes. It is one of the pueblos magicos. Yes. Okay. That attracts tourists to the Bosque of los Duendes. Oh, that sounds cool. It sounds ew. (laughs) It's ew. (laughs) I've heard so many stories from family about people who had interactions with duendes. But a couple years ago, a relative of mine had a personal interaction. She had her... Mm, oh, she had her quince in Mexico. During her baile sorpresa practices with her chambelanes, she would feel her hair being pulled at times or random pinches in her arms. Before her quince, her mom took a picture of her with her chambelanes. In one of the pictures, you can see a shadow of a tiny hand. Oh my God. Coming from behind her shoulder, they assume <laughs> it was a duende. Damn. No. <laughs> All right. She goes on. 
It is said that you have to get a cleanse or else the duende can follow you wherever you go. It's even said that people who visit Pueblo Magico can accidentally bring back duendes with them. Ew. <gasps> Whoa. I have heard stories about this place. This is, I think Huasca de Ocampo is where the Museum of Duendes is. Is it that one place where they have like that, um, like the city of Duendes where it's like this clay? Mm-hmm. I, uh, yes, I think it's here. Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's off my list. <laughs> That's creepy. And this Not happened going. at the, uh, the Quince party? The practices, she oh. says. That's scary. Right? This is why you don't have practices in the forest. No, they weren't in the forest. They weren't in the forest. <laughs> but still, don't do that in the forest. This is, this is why you don't have quinces. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, story two. So, when my mom was little, Adwende started following her. I came... Um, actually, her next sentence doesn't make sense to me. I came to know it was protection. Her dad, a brujo, had on her. Oh, so like uh, her dad, the brujo, did like uh, like a like almost ordered a duende to guard over her or watch over her. That's a thing. I'm gonna, you know what? This is similar to something I talk about in my notes, but continue. I'll okay, go over okay, it. all right. So I'm gonna go on with her, but I'm not sure what that sentence means. At first, I thought maybe she meant her dad had a protection on her. Yeah, which would be the from duendes, or the duende is the protection. I think the duendes is a protection, like almost like he can like order them about. Okay. Well, I'm going to go on with her story. <laughs> well, her dad passed away when my mom was about nine years old. The duende would still be with her and it was a travieso duende. Um, what is that? Mischievous? Like, uh, mischievous, yeah. Yeah. It would tangle my mom's long hair while she was asleep. It would rip her beaded jewelry. jewelry. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't speak English today. Jewelry, jewelry. Her jewelry. Joyas. It would. It would rip her beaded necklace. I'm gonna change that word. I'm sorry. Okay. It would. It would rip her beaded necklace, and it, sometimes my mom would wake up, sleepwalking outside her house. She was told not to follow the whistle because the whistle meant she was being taken unknowingly to the cliff. So now my mom obviously is a lot older and she told us all of this. She even showed us a cross on the roof of her mouth that supposedly the duende marked her so he wouldn't lose her and eventually make his way back to her. That's gross. Mm. (laughs) That's you. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Sorry, three and four. Till this day, my best friend and I aren't too sure what it is that we saw that night. So we were in our fourth year of college and we were attending UCSC. If you're familiar with the campus, you know it's basically in the middle of like the woods. Like hella trees and away from the town of Santa Cruz. So anyways, it was about like 8 to 8.30 p.m. So it was dark since it was winter time. My friend and I were setting up a secret Santa. Also, quick disclaimer, my friends and I were living off campus. So that night, my best friend had fin- my best friend had finished writing up the names of everyone in the Secret Santa list. All of us picked names except the friends we had on campus. We were bored and my friend suggested a quick trip to campus and have them pick names. We took a less crowded street up to campus 
It kind of brings you through the back streets of UCSC, and it's kind of sketch. There's no street lights, and off to the left, it's just an empty wooded area. It looks real spooky at night. We're driving down the street and approaching a crosswalk, and that's when I spot three small figures crossing the street. There was one behind the tow, tow her? My, my bad. That's supposed to say other. I was oh, uh, <laughs> there was one behind the other. And at first I thought it was just a reflection. I thought it was like some kind of like, like, uh, like a fire hydrant or something that, that I didn't no, know the word. <laughs> I okay. too fast. <laughs> oh, there was one behind the other. And at first I thought it was just a reflection. I don't say a word to my best friend as I'm trying to process what I'm seeing. Then I, then I noticed she starts hitting the brakes and she saw them too. It was like three little figures and it almost seemed like they were growling, glowing. I was like, what? But no, glowing. <laughs> I read that wrong. <laughs> if you're ever seeing the little turtles that they put outside school zones and say drive slow, then they kind of look like that, except they disappeared as we got close. There's no way they finished crossing the street that fast. Till this day, we aren't sure what we saw, but we decided to label it as Duendes. That's creepy, especially you're driving down like the street in the middle of the night. Well, it's not the middle just of the some, night, but it's some night. Duendes, um, just some duendes crossing the street like they were the Beatles. Just <laughs> one the I just realized that, but yes. I bet you, I bet you, there's like some fan art of the Beatles and it's duendes crossing. Watch. I bet you. Like the internet has not failed me yet. <laughs> and if I refuse- there's not, I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to riot if there's not, because honestly... This story, this story is not as bad as the next one. The next one is creepy. Ooh, okay. So story four. I just recently found out that the name Duende, for years, I didn't know what to call it. I walked out of my room and looked down the hall towards my mom's room. My mom's room was on the right, my brother's to the left, and the bathroom was kitty corner across from my brother's room. I described the creature as a mix between an old elf from Harry Potter and a precious from the Lord of the and Rings. Precious. Oh, and precious from Lord of the Rings. It was short, maybe two feet tall, but it was hunched into itself, making it look smaller. It had long limbs, a long nose, and long ears. It had stringy hair, not a full head, like long hair, but balding, pointy teeth, and black eyes. The way it walked was super creepy. I can only describe it as slinked. It walked from the bathroom towards my brother's room looked in kept walking to my mom's room it stopped at the wall between their two rooms looked in my mom's room snapped its head towards me oh hell no stood up straight and ran towards me i ran to flip the light oh my god (laughs) i ran to flip the lights then back to my bed got under covers and cried myself to sleep this thing was pure evil i still think about it to this day when i explained the experience to my friend she casually told me oh that's a duende <laughs> like oh, just- oh no oh no don't no worry it's a duende. <laughs> it's the wind. you'll be fine you're alive right but did you die did you die no exactly <laughs> the friend was really casual <laughs> it's just a duende <laughs> just a duende relax don't worry um just i would have cried myself to sleep too <laughs> yeah f that f that <laughs> yeah i feel like there's no Latino Latinx person in existence that hasn't heard of Duendes. Um, you haven't, for shame. 
yeah, if you haven't, then like, are you really? No, I'm not going to take away anyone's Latinidad just because I haven't heard of a duende. But I will shame but, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because like, I cannot remember. It's like La Llorona. I can't remember a time in my life where I had not heard of a duende. I know, even the weddles know. So come on. <laughs> come on. For shame. I'm just... Yeah. What did, um, what did you all first hear about duendes? Like, they were... I, I never heard they were, like, straight-up evil. Like, I just heard they were, like... Mischievous. Tricksters. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like, it wasn't until later that I heard them being evil. I I, I always assumed they were, like, um, like, people. Like, you know how we have good people and bad people? That's how it was always explained to me. I don't know. They're not one or the other. They yeah. can be both whenever they, they be want. Both. Yeah. I mean... To, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, to some people, I'm a saint. To other people, I'm a villain. So <laughs> I always figured that they were the always. same. <laughs> well, compared to me, yes. Kidding. <laughs> oh, what about you, Maggie? What did you first remember hearing about when this, like, when you were a kid? What, what did you hear about them? Or did you hear about them? I'm just assuming. <laughs> yeah, so when I was, like, in middle school, um, when YouTube came out, like, like the very first videos... I would like search up would be like scary things in Mexico. And uh, one of the videos ended up <laughs> being Wendes. <laughs> so the first time I found They're out everywhere. was they on are. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I was scared. Like I was freaked out at first. Like I was like, what is this? Like, is this real or is this CGI? <laughs> then I told my, I asked my parents, I was like, Hey, guess uh, what what are Duendes? And, they were like, you know, these things exist, got to be careful. So that's the very first time I ever heard about it. Yeah, my dad always told me the same story that they were like these little gnomes and they would uh, throw rocks. And so he would turn around and throw rocks back at them. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, so that's what I first heard about them. <laughs> wow. I don't feel like my mom referred to them as evil, but she never really like went deeper than that but my dad was the one who was like yeah i've seen them all the time in, in el salvador but, but like still didn't go deeper than that i just knew they were like little gnome like creatures you oh yeah that's right you told me that your daddy's oh no no yeah my dad is like fearless he, he <laughs> does not care so your dad no, has a absolutely. lot of stories christina yeah but then he like never like fully tells them and it's so annoying <laughs> But he'll like fully tell my other siblings and I'm like, I'm the one with this podcast. Why don't you tell me? And then I'll ask him. I'll, I'll call and be like, hey, uh, my sister told me that you saw this. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, OK, well, can you tell him about it? And he's like, what's, what's there to tell? And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't know the story. And so I can't get like anything out of him ever. But everyone else can. I don't know why. <laughs> he's like, I'm the one interested. They don't care. Tell me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to this. So, it almost seems like gnome-like creatures uh, or duendes, they're, like, everywhere, all everywhere, over the world. And yes. It goes back to, like, I don't even know. Like, they're just, these stories are old and everywhere. In each Latin American country, uh, there's different types of duendes, which I didn't know about until I looked them up. Like, Mexico has chaneques, aluches, um, which are each either Aztec or, like, Mayan. Central America and, like, Belize specifically have El Tata Duende. But they all have 
things in common. So I don't know. It's weird. But I'm going to tell you about each of them because I didn't know what they were either. So Chanekes are from Mexica folklore. I don't know if I'm saying this right because I don't know Nahuatl, but Owikan Chaneke is maybe the way you say it. I don't know. <laughs> but it means uh, inhabitants of dangerous places. They were considered deities that protected nature, uh, places like rivers, lakes, forests, and jungles. And they worked for Chane, which is the god of water and earth. They are said to be no taller than three feet. Their feet are backwards. They're missing their left ear. And they have the face of an old person. They're neither good or evil. They were just whatever they wanted to be. They were like more complex than like, you know, because Christianity came along and they're the ones who were like, there's good and evil. There's no in between. Mm -hmm. So these were both. They were more nuanced, you could say. They were known to live in the homes of people without doing anything except um, hiding things, scaring chickens. But if you did something to them, they could cause illnesses that had to be cured by a curandero. Chaneques that lived away from people and in nature were said to dislike people in their lands. And they caused accidents to travelers. They were also said to cause one to lose their tonali, which, and again, I am not Mexica. I don't, I'm not like very well versed in like indigenous beliefs or anything like that. But from what I read, the tonali could be considered one soul. It acted like a day sign. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> like an essence almost like a life force. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure. I never. Um... Something like that. Yeah. And it was said to be located in the hair and the fontanel area of the skull. And it provided vigor and energy for growth and development. And so Chanekas were known to take this from people. And when they did that, a ritual had to be performed or the person could lose their life. And Chanekas are said to be found in the forest of Oaxaca, Chiapas, Guerrero, and Veracruz. But yeah, I had no idea they were a thing. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> the more I do this podcast, the more I realize my home is the place to be. <laughs> your home is haunted too though that's true <laughs> but I, I know them so you know we, we, we're cool <laughs> yeah okay so alushes alushes are i believe local to the yucatan peninsula and are part of yucatec maya folklore and they're still very much believed in to this day they're said to look like children they wear uh Alparagatas, which I had to look up. I guess it's a canvas shoe. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thanks, um, and they wear big hats. They live in caves not too far from cornfields and hills. They're only a few centimeters tall, and they're also neither good or bad, but they are mischie mischievous. 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 Yeah. Mischievous. mischievous? One of the know. two. If they're treated well and given offerings, then they treat the people well. But if they're mistreated, they can also make you sick. And um, through a ceremony, they can bring seven years of good harvest. But the ceremony is risky to do because at the end of the seven years, they can turn on you and become nightmares. You. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they're said to produce short, disturbing screams, strong whirlpools. 
They play tricks. Uh, they whistle. They throw stones. The belief in them is so strong that in 1993, before they could do anything, researchers from the National Institute of Anthropology and History asked Mayan, May, oh my God, Mayan God, Mayan, Mayan, why can't I talk today? They asked Mayan, <laughs> sounds weird. I don't. He's saying it right though. Okay. I think. I think. <laughs> like, I think. We're going to get another one star review because I said so many things wrong today. <laughs> Anyway, they asked the gods for permission to work there and to protect themselves from getting on the bad side of the Alushas. And they all have that in common. They're all, sometimes their feet are backwards. They're all tricksters. Yeah. Kind of also remind me of El Cipitillo because he has a big hat. Exactly what I was going to say. And he has backwards feet. Yeah. And for those that don't remember, um, that's Salvadoran folklore. He's the son of La Ciguanaba. And. Even when we shared that story, we were like, that sounds like a duende. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Um, okay, and then Tata Duende. Tata Duende is part of Mesoamerican culture, more local to Belize, and it translates to grandfather dwarf. Some sources said grandfather demon. That doesn't sound right. That sounds like they're just changing it. Yeah. Duende is dwarf. So yeah, I don't know where that demon came from. A dwarf or gnome. Yes. Um, and he is no more than three feet in height, has the face of an old man, wears a hat, has no thumbs. He carries a stick or machete, and his feet are also backwards. Uh, he is a protector of animals and people of the forest. And he punishes those who kill more game than they need. If you see him, you have to hide your hands, or he'll take your thumbs. So... Yeah, because he wants them because he has no thumbs. <laughs> they sound nice. <laughs> right? I, as long as you're nice to them, you know? <laughs> so it's likely that the duendes that we know today are more Spa Spanish. They have like Spanish influence mm -hmm. from their duendes. Um, the word probably is derived from dueño de casa, master of the home. But interesting in the oh my god, sorry. Interesting. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> the Philippines, <laughs> the Philippines have duendes too, and the Chamorro people. Yes, they do. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the Polynesians. Uh, I'm not sure if this is like all throughout Polynesia, but or Hawaii, or if I'm getting something wrong. But there, there's also these little um, spirits that live on the islands called the. The Kakamora, which um, were seen in, uh, what was it, uh, Moana? They were depicted there, the little coconut thingies. Oh, um, yeah. But those are those do come from real lore, and they're like um, duende-like. Interesting. But all these places, like, they all have in common that they're attracted to children. Mostly only children can see them. And... They're mischievous. Like, that's, like, they all share that. And then a lot of the Latin American ones all have the same, like, old face, backwards feet, hats. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. I know they're, the um, elves have that thing in, in Europe called, like, I think in, in might be in Scottish or Irish folklore, but the changelings, where they um, steal the baby and replace it with their own young. I thought they replaced it with their old I, it, changelings cha was it the old I mean, either way they yeah. replace it with an elf with and making you think like it's your baby mm -hmm. which is scary weird <laughs> yeah 
So yeah, duendes are said to play tricks and take children. If something goes missing, even though you swear you know where you put it, it was duendes. Like, there's no other answer for that. You didn't lose it. Duendes yeah, that's what it. that's what I always say. Like, whenever we lose something, we're like, tenemos duendes. Yeah. They're also said to braid horses' tails and, yeah, play pranks. And then they're said to live in the walls of homes, specifically the room, like children's rooms. And they're apparently they accidentally remove the toes of children while trying to clip toenails. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. So make sure you cut your children's toenails. Don't keep them long. Because another <laughs> one that's going to come and cut it for you. And I had not heard this, but I read somewhere and then people told me because I did a TikTok on them like super long ago. And in the comments, um, people said that they're believed to be the souls of aborted fetuses attempting to rejoin their families. And that's what I heard, too. And I was like, what? Since when? Yeah, I didn't know that. And yeah, they're said to dwell in so many places. Even, you know, I feel like our our folk folklore travels where we go so now they're also in the united states apparently <laughs> there's places where they're known to have like a bunch so huasca hidalgo is one of those places and that's actually where the our first story comes from our first listener's story oh yes oh my god yeah and then i did write in my notes here the the museum is in huasca del campo hidalgo and it costs 15 pesos to get in so that's cool <laughs> I am absolutely terrified of anything gnome or elf-like. I know a lot of people do elf on the shelf, and aside from promoting Big Brother government, it has a murderous <laughs> look. Okay, like you can't elf on the it shelf is evil. evil. It, it looks at you like it's you're my next victim, and that's the hill yeah. I'm gonna die on. No pun intended. <laughs> elf on the shelf does not come into this household. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I will. Burn that little bastard in my oven, okay? Don't... No. (laughs) (laughs) I am, like, terrified of that thing. And every time, like, my kids always ask, I'm like, no. No. Mommy will throw him in the oven and melt him. Um, (laughs) Oddly enough, I'm okay with Legolas and, like, Tinkerbell. That's because they're cute. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, so my my dislike for duendes began at a very early age. I had a recurring dream of this creature. When I was around five or six, I can't exactly remember what age, but I would dream the same dream a lot. It was and it was a reoccurring dream, and in this particular memory i was in the middle of our kitchen and it was in the middle of the night and the only thing that was illuminating it was a light coming from the street and there was always this tiny gray creature and to me i called it a duende and it was like bulbous almost like a like it was like made out of like like clay or play-doh or something but it was like badly shapen ew yeah and it was like great so it was like hairless it was clearly skin, but it was like misshapen, like a, like a, like a odd shaped ball of clay. Uh, and its body was like, it, for the most part, in a round shape, but it had like little spindly arms and legs, and it was it had no gender, so you couldn't tell if it was a girl or a guy. It was just like this blob with skin and legs and arms it was weird and to me in this dream it felt 
incredibly evil. I was like so scared of it. And it wouldn't do anything when I had this reoccurring dream besides just staring at me. Like I was looking at it. It was looking at me and it was like analyzing me in a weird way, but it wouldn't do anything, but it would be so terrifying for me. You know, one day I had a dream and it started off the same. I'm in the middle of the kitchen. Me and this creature are looking back at each other. And, you know, as usual, the the kitchen was dark. The lights were off. It was the middle of the night. The only light that was coming into our kitchen was from the street out, you know, from the street lamps outside. And then it charged at me. And I remember having to fight it. And I remember my dream. I was hitting it and hitting it until... I killed it, I guess, in my dream. And that's when my dreams completely stopped. I never had that dream ever again after after this night. That's weird as fuck. What yeah. Was this recent? No, this was when I was a kid. And I had this dream over and over and over again until in one of my dreams, I killed this thing. Like, because it charged at me. Like it wanted, like, I don't know, it was like scratching at me. I can't remember exactly what, but I remember it running towards me. And in my dream, I'm like terrified, but I also have my instincts that, hey, I have to fight back to live. And then I hit it. I don't remember with what, but I hit it and over and over again until it died. And I never had that dream again. I was like five or six years old at the time. Haven't had it since. I still remember it vividly. And I'm thankful I haven't had it since. Um, But I had a friend who I talked to and she's a medium. And she says, she told me that when this will attach to people, places or families, and they can manifest themselves in dreams. And she's like, I feel like there was this negative evil duende that was attached to you at this time. And for some people, they do see them. Um, They do become visible. And they... They cause havoc and poltergeist-like activity. So um, I have read that you need to give offer them like offerings like food or cigars or milk and stuff like that to calm them down. Again, they're not inherently evil or good. That's the way I grew up on, but they are dangerous. There's something that, you know, I guess whether they are this or that, they need to be respected because they do hold power. I read somewhere that they are, you know, on top of that, they're the souls of unbaptized children that have died and they're ghosts. I didn't grow up believing that. So I'm not entirely sure um, if people in the community who are listening to, did you guys grow up hearing that? Because I was like, wait, the ghost? No, to me, it was like almost like a, I grew up thinking like it was like, like a forest spirit or a, a, or an elemental spirit. I just thought they were like a whole other creature. Like uh, to me, they were like almost similar to the the jinn, where it's like they're not good, they're not evil, they're mostly in nature, but they can be very dangerous regardless if they have good or bad intentions. Yeah, I I, I can see that. Yeah. So when there's an elsk, uh, we stated can be seen throughout the world, and I found this really interesting like tidbit. Um, uh, I. Like they have that um, rock or clay element because when I was reading, it said that sometimes when this in Latin America, uh, they turn into red clay. Oh, for some reason, yes. like red clay. And that reminds me of the golem 
which in Jewish folklore is a creature made out of clay. And this goes back to the story, I think the second story that you read, where the girl was like, her 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 father was a bruja. Because in Jewish folklore, you can make these golems. Like someone can make them out of clay and they like reanimate themselves. And I know for some people um, who do practice like magic or like, you know, craft, they use the golem to protect um, places or people. So that's super interesting. So that's where I was like, oh my God, like that came into like, you know, what I, um, what it reminded me of. So to me, golem, almost like the the one from um, Lord of the Rings does have, can have like a duende type look. So interesting. I was like, hmm. but they're made mostly out of like clay too, which I was like the clay element, the golem. It was weird. I want to say there's a whole bunch of like le- different legends in Mexico mm-hmm. that like there's like a place called not just one. There's like different houses, but like La Casa de Duendes. And so there's like gnome like statues mm-hmm. in the yard. And those are set to come to life. And they're Duendes. Yeah, and they're made out of clay. It's weird. Yeah. And then Alucius, they have them also in like farms mm-hmm. or cornfields. Mm-hmm. They're statues. And that's what is set to like protect the cornfields like they'll come to life as well exactly like a yeah golem. yeah and you know it's weird i found this that in iceland they believe that fey and and gnomes or and all this elf type things live in um in uh boulders and they take this stuff mm-hmm. so seriously in iceland that when they build roads they do not move the boulders they build the roads around them as to not disturb these elf gnome things and they actually by government have protected habitats wow there is a boulder that is called the chapel which many people believe is like the home of elvish creatures and they are called the hul do folk i'm sorry if i butchered that which means Hidden people. And uh, to go back to the thing about what's found in the Americas, in indigenous American beliefs, they have something similar to alpha gnomes, and they call them the little people. So indigenous Americans have had uh, these little people, and many people have seen them throughout the years, these little people, and they describe them as looking like little indigenous Americans. They wear, like, you know, the, the... the very similar to like feathers in their hair and stuff. So instead of a, a like a hat, it would be um very similar to traditional indigenous indigenous clothing. And I was like, what? Weird. And you know, this reminds me. This isn't even in my notes, but like, there's a lot of, or there's a lot of hiking places in California mm-hmm. that used to be like sacred mm-hmm. indig- indigenous mm-hmm. places, but obviously, you know, this land was taken. So now they're just like hiking places that are called something else but one of these is mount rubido and people say that they find like stacks of red clay like just <gasps> it, it goes back to be, everything oh my goodness yeah they'll be like walking you know hiking mm-hmm. and then like hear like something behind them and turn around and there's like a stack of rocks that wasn't there before like a stack of red clay that what? wasn't there when they passed by yeah i hear that a lot i hear that um also because it's like uh, you know how we have like all those national forests and they're really bouldery there's a like a huge boulder here and there especially when you go to like to like yosemite and stuff and they say that there's a lot of like fey folk 
elves, gnomes, whatever you want to call them, that live in this area and they like they take people and take them to the fairy world. I don't know if that's true. But Ooh, ew. Yeah. There's like some things I'll be a little skeptic about, but when this, that's like one thing that I'm like, mm, they're probably real. Yeah, they they scare the shit out of me. Like <laughs> Yeah. And it's pretty cool that like all these cultures like talk about these um you know, gnome-like creatures. They're literally everywhere. And I went and looked up how to banish one. So um, so according to Whispering Dark on WordPress, to banish one, all all should we- should dress in red with a cross drawn on the forehead. A fire should be made in which incense or myrrh should be burned. And every so often throw in hair taken from an identical twin born on Good Friday. How are you going to find that? Oh my God, that's impossible. Sprinkle holy water <laughs> left and right and recite the magnet prayer or just move a ho- move homes. <laughs> or just move. You know what? It's just better. Just move. You're not going to you're not going to follow you though. Do they really? Ooh. They can. That's gross. Or they can stay in the home, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. You never know. I think it depends where you're at cuz like in the for the chanekes and the alushes, as long as you leave them alone, you're fine. But if you give them offerings, then they also leave you alone. That's that's I don't like this. <laughs> I know this uh, this episode is gonna get to me, and it really is. <laughs> it's like, oh man, you go to the park and then you come home with a duende. No national parks for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I follow you. Home. <laughs> no, it's like no. <laughs> <laughs> And that is all. So it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I've um, that I talked about on the TikTok is uh, my my aunt's story, my tia story about her experience with a duende uh, when she was a kid. So this takes place in Puebla, Mexico. So my mo- my mom's side of the family they all live there, and um, it's a hot. It's like a hot spot for like magical creatures so you have la llorona you have fantasmas ghosts you have, you have everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a vortex and what makes it like creepy is that this was at a time when like there was no street lights um they had to use candles to like brighten the room um, so <laughs> yeah as a, as a kid uh and and my tia my aunt tells me this story and tells everyone this story a lot of people don't believe her, but um, some people like me, I kind of do believe her because you know she's she's uh, she's had multiple like past experiences where um, you know it, it makes you question makes you question things. And sure. uh, what happened to her is that at night after midnight, and this was at, this was when she was a kid. She woke up, uh, went to the kitchen to like get a snack, and uh, she turned on the candle. And uh, she's, you know, she's getting a snack in the kitchen. And in the front of the door, she sees this uh, very small creature. And she tells me that, I asked her, what what did it look like? And she told me that it looked like, uh, you know, a very old person, but with a, a small body. And uh, the person, that small creature had like a hat. She tells me that, you know, when she saw this thing, um, you know, she didn't like cry or scream. She she walked towards it. <laughs> and, uh, no, 
Yeah. And she has the personality where she's not scared. So she. No F's given. She walks towards her. Yeah. I give all the F's, okay? <laughs> when it comes to this. <laughs> and she uh, walks towards it and uh, she, you know, like, that creature, like, walks uh, outside of the. Um, outside of the backyard and she follows this creature and during this time it's night outside there's no one really like outside at some point they reach uh they reach to a tree so they're standing next to a tree and um she tells me that you know this duende uh this gnome didn't really say anything more like it it Instead of talking, it like communicated, you know, te- uh, what's that telepathically? word? Uh, yeah, telepathically. And uh, the duende told her to climb the tree. So at this point, she's climbing the tree and at in the dark. And um, she's like very like, she doesn't know why she's climbing the tree, but she's climbing the tree. And um, when she gets to the like the very top, not the very top top, but like in in the mid mid uh, level, this duende, there started to be more duendes. They started to come out of the uh, the shadows, and she tells me that <laughs> you know, she tells me that they formed a circle around the tree. Oh, no. <laughs> and at this point, she's very freaked out, and she doesn't know what to do. And then all these duendes started to pick up rocks, and to th- and then they threw these rocks at her course when you know when she got hit it hurt and she fell down and uh, she was screaming at that point and she tells me this part that like i can't believe but it it really did happen she tells me that my uncle uh, my theo he was walking by from the distance and he heard the commotion he heard like these like cries and my my uncle runs towards the tree just to see what was going on and my uncle sees my aunt just on the ground crying and my uncle who uh, I recently spoke with told me that he heard these uh, these voices he didn't see the duendes or the gnomes he heard voices of these like small children Um, oh my god (laughs) and my uncle at the time you know he they're at the, you know, it's dark outside. My uncle, he has a machete next to him and he takes this out, takes out the machete and like tries to like scare away these creatures, these things, these voices, um, but he couldn't see them. And when he does, that's when, uh, you know, my uncle sees my aunt crying and, uh, you know, my uncle reaches, you know, goes to my aunt and, you know, Asked her, hey, what's going on? Get the paso. And, uh, you know, my aunt uh, tells everything. And my uncle's like, get up, get up, let's go, let's go. Then they walk back home to the house. And uh, it's pretty interesting because I got to speak with my aunt and uncle, who both say the same thing. And, uh, yeah, I I believe him. (laughs) Very creepy. (laughs) Wow. scary. Was he older? Yeah, yeah, he was a very old that would make sense when he didn't see them too, because you know they say that like only children can see them. It's Ugh. scary. Mm. That's scary. <laughs> it's 
No. I'm going to have nightmares now. I'm going to sleep with a light on. Like, for some, like, I believe in, in like, duendes. Like, there's just something about it. Like, even during Christmas when they have all the little Christmas gnomes and stuff, I'm like, no. You're triggered. Yes. And then I'm, like, trying to have a, you know, the most wonderful time of the year. And then there's the store you go in there and there's, like, this Christmas elf and you're like, god damn. Not having a wonderful time of the year. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. There's something wrong about those things, okay? And, and, and including the art, the humans who make art out of them. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> You're giving me nightmares. Make it stop. <laughs> no, I'm scared. <laughs> I have to wonder what would have happened if your uncle did not hear. Yeah, uh, my guess is that you know my my aunt probably would have run away crying or taken to fairyland. Yeah, but yeah, ever since I was a kid, I was always fascinated because on YouTube, if you just type on if you type duendes, you get like there's so many videos. TikTok has them now too. Like there's that one thing where like the 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 duende is like running and doing backflips. I don't know if that's real or not, but I don't like it. I don't think that one's real. No, there's one that to me does look real. I'm sure you've both probably seen it. There's like a kid playing soccer inside the house, and then like it like there's like a little duende that like runs in the background. Uh Yeah, because there's there's one that is not very real looking at all. And a lot of people have debunked it. It's like a family in Argentina and it's in their kitchen. That one to me doesn't look too real, but the soccer ball kid one does. Like it's it's it looks way different than the one from the family in Argentina. And I'm gonna share both on the socials because that way you can there there's like a notable difference. And yeah, the soccer ball kid one, it just it's too real looking for me to I have the question. I have to wonder, like, yeah, and it's also like since every almost pretty much right, like every single culture around the world has stories of some kind of gnome, elf, fairy type thing. It makes you wonder, mm-hmm. like, why? And especially because, like, Indigenous Americans have stories of like little people, and they've had them since before, you know, uh, colonization yeah. happened. So I'm like. Yeah, what? same with, you know, Mexico, Central America, Latin America, like. Yeah, and in Polynesian folklore, too. So it's it makes no sense. It makes you think, like, yo, this is something everybody is connecting on. Why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know, know but I don't like doing this. <laughs> yeah, I was told to give them candy <laughs> and just put it outside. They're kids. <laughs> they're my kids <laughs> figured it out yeah so i don't i've heard of the same thing offerings will make them leave yeah them. like if i i've heard too like uh, a lot of people like uh when they have like this poltergeist activity you're supposed to um leave um uh, like offerings of milk or something so it the oh. activity could stop because um I like whenever it was like things moving around. I know, like in the states, it's like, oh, it's a poltergeist, it's a ghost, you know. But I always grew up with saying like "es un duende" that's moving everything. Oh, so, I don't know. Maybe like it's actually a duende, and people are are mistaking it as a poltergeist. 
New conspiracy theory of the week. Of the week. The week. <laughs> we come up with a new one. Well, almost every week. Once in a while. You do. <laughs> duendes are poltergeist. Does everyone in your family believe in duendes? Christi- Christina? MJ? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because I have, so my mom's from Guadalajara, Jalisco, and my dad is from San Salvador, in El Salvador, and they both have duendes stories in their families. And there's things that are in El Salvador that are not heard in Mexico, but duendes, it's not one of them. It's like both of them had duendes yeah. stories. Aside, um, I don't really hear a lot of like duendes stories from my side of the family, but there's always like that saying, you know, you, you you retell stories and stuff. And we always have that saying whenever, you know, you leave something, you turn around and it's gone. Tenemos duendes. Or when you know for a fact you left something somewhere, you can't find it. And it ends up being in the most random place. Tenemos duendes. That's just mm-hmm. what we do, what we say. We don't do anything about it, though, because I honestly don't know what to do. <laughs> It's like, oh, we have done this. Okay. Good. We can't do anything. Candy. <laughs> we can't do anything. Candy. Maybe that's why they like um, Halloween. They're probably like trick-or-treating. And we don't even know it. We think it's a little kid, but it's a duende. I don't know, because they're pretty short. Well, they're like three feet tall. Well, so, <laughs> I mean. It has to be a toddler then. Yeah, we like- a toddler. But, you know, sometimes parents let the toddlers go and trick-or-treat on- by themselves. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to bring up uh, another story that my uncle here. So right now I'm in Mexico, um, and I have I have I had a chance to talk to my uncle here, and uh, he told me all these stories. And one story that he told me was when this happened a, a few years few years ago. But uh, my other uncle, who was sick at the time, he was staying in the house and. You know, everyone in the family thought, you know, he was going to pass away. Um, so one night, uh, my uncle, who was sick, he was in, in, in his room. And uh, he started to feel like there were, like, people inside of the room. Um, Ew. And he, he didn't notice. He didn't, like, see anything, like, visibly. Uh, but he could, like, feel it. He tells me like it was his like gut feeling, like the instinct inside of him that told him that there was like some presence or energy inside. The next day, my other uncle, the one who's not sick, he was in the he was upstairs in the living room sleeping. You know, at night, he sees like a he sees the door open. So in the living room, there's a door where you can like open and they, you can go downstairs. So he sees that door opened slightly and he didn't see anything you know visible but when he like when he tilted his eyes downward downward he saw like this small creature and um and what he did next was he got up from the bed he turned on the light and the moment when he turned on the light um you know he saw like this creature with like these you know small clothes he like he could see the details of it and he told he tells me that like there was he had the creature had like a green outfit uh a small hat i don't know why but these duendes really love hats (laughs) they do (laughs) right (laughs) and uh so he got a quick look at it like a really like one or two seconds then this thing just like 
zoomed away and like ran and uh he didn't scream he didn't cry or anything <laughs> but you know he felt he you know he he tells me this because we had a conversation recently where he was you know he didn't want to tell anyone because he thought he would be like made fun of but uh, just because some people uh you know if you tell these things you know they you might some people might judge um, yeah so i told him yeah so i told him don't worry i'm not the type of person who judges so he finally told his story and uh, and uh yeah so that that happened to him wow. that is crazy mm-hmm. i would have cried me too <laughs> i'm so glad i've never seen anything because i'm not the one i think the the powers that be know that because like i've literally <laughs> never seen anything <laughs> i've only had the dream but i think i'd like die if i saw one awake <laughs> R.I.P. me. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It, you know, you could be friends with the Duende. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not high. Like your little protector. <laughs> not, not high. <laughs> I'd be too scared uh, to be friends with it. I'd be like, be like that. Um, have you seen that Disney movie where it's like old from like the nineties and this guy it's like Irish and this guy oh, yeah. playing basketball and he has like a little elf friend. That could be you. No. <laughs> look at the no, Irish. Is that it? Irish, yes. No, sure. No, not me. I'd be too scared. I'd be like, I'm sure you have a great personality. It's just not going to work out. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> exactly. It's a no for me. <laughs> Maybe there are some nice ones, but I'm not taking a chance. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> I prefer like peace and quiet in the house that I live in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the grocery bill with the duende? No. <laughs> <laughs> like monthly expense, you have to put like candy. <laughs> candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this feels like a good place to wrap up so I can go eat because I didn't eat earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But first, we um started recommending spooky things to our listeners. So, for my spooky recommendation, I have a movie I watched today called Bingo Hell. It was, it's like a horror horror comedy slash satire. But the cool thing is that it has a very diverse cast. It has a Latina director, and the main character is like this old, um, old Latina. <laughs> I don't remember her name. I've seen her in other things, but she's super funny. And so it's like their their neighborhood is getting gentrified, and she's like trying to fight it. But then there's also like this extra evil on top of the gentrification. So the the message is very clear, which is why it's also satire, but it's it was entertaining. I, I recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my to-be-watched list now. Mm-hmm. That was Bingo Hell. Okay, um, my, my recommendation for this week is the show that I've been obsessed with, which is Paranormal Caught on Camera. I have I've, oh, nice. I've binge watched all like four seasons, you guys. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> It was so good. I you probably uh, you probably ran across the is, this is the one on the travel yes, channel. Yes, right? yes, yes. Um, oh my God, okay, you probably ran across the video from our other guest. Yes, I did. Oh, I forgot her name already. I posted up too. Um, but yeah, uh, Mary Cat. Mary Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, she has the the baby in the crib video. So if anyone is watching that, that that is our guest. Yes. <laughs> 
It was so good. I binge watched it. And I think there's new episodes coming out weekly right now. So I'm going to double check. But go watch it, you guys. It's so good. Mickey, do you have any any spooky recommendation? Yeah. Uh, there's this uh, YouTube channel, uh, Nukes Top 5. If you like looking at scary videos that people have filmed, I recommend it. Um, I, like the, I like the channel because it gives you like a context of the story behind the video. So... That's something that spooky. I recommend. Ooh, nice. Ooh, that yeah. I'm gonna check that out. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then before we go, do you want to share your like socials where people can find you, where you want to be found? Yeah, uh, just type in uh, Cosmic Miggy on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, and you can find me there. If you are all on TikTok, definitely look up his TikTok because it's really good. And let's see, how should we sign off today? I don't know. Stay away from forests so that a duende doesn't follow you back home. Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing else to add except that. Just stay away from duendes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you can. If you can. If not, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, stay a spooky and we'll catch everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>